0: Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching.
1: Pretty Pretty much. much.
2: Just like me. What
1: about this Disney princess?
2: Yes! (sighs) Look at me on the camera. Yes. Getting it. I wish I was wearing like a waitress uniform right now in the middle of the street. If you get that reference, you're
1: fucking old like me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god.
2: I love Donna Summer.
1: Alright.
2: I am so excited about today's show, guys. Welcome to Polly and Monks. I am your host, Polly David. With me, as always, is my. Co-host, fiancé, love of my life, Ed Marco, but you can call him Monks because everybody else does. Hi, Monks. True. here. I'm taking off my jacket. I have a Ooh. question
1: for you. Yes. Tr- true or false? True. You implied I was fat earlier this week. False. You said I could use more def- definition around the stomach area. I did not. Yes, you absolutely did. If you want a definition. I would never tell you that. You totally did. Uh, I'm going to give you a definition. Uh, uh,
2: if you're watching the camera right now, look at me and then look at him. Um, I think I would, I, d- I would never say that to you.
1: I'm going to give you a definition. Now, I, I would say... like you to look up the word single in the dictionary. My, pic- <laughs> my picture is going to be right there.
2: Now, you said, you said, I want to work on my stomach. And I said, no, if you want I more definition, go that. for it.
1: You just said, out of the blue, you need more definition around your stomach.
2: First of all, good way to throw in a Debbie Gibson song
1: title. Second of all, <laughs>
2: uh, no, I would never say that to you. Your body's perfect. Babe, you have a six
1: pack. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shake you and then shake your love later. Oh, God. Friend. So welcome
2: to the show. Today's guest is Brian Edwards, who has a new book out called Enter Miss Thing and it's really good it's funny it's heartwarming everything everything that we love about books and um, he's here to dish with us about some of your faves including the two ladies we just played Vanessa Williams and the late grade Donna Summer who we absolutely love Um, those are two of my favorite songs by by those ladies we love our divas we do so much that's why I love you
1: Mm-hmm. Diva, uh, <laughs> wait a second. True or false? We were in a hotel room. True or at false, one point, I'm
2: sick of you saying true or false. At
1: one point, we were in a hotel room and the hotel room did not have a remote control, and you wanted to change rooms as a result. <laughs>
2: false. That's so true. You can't even keep a straight face. That wasn't the reason I wanted to change. <laughs> I wanted to change because there was a panty liner in the drawer. False. Why were
1: you looking in the Bible? <laughs>
2: Because I didn't have a remote to turn on the TV, so I wanted to rap and sing Bible stuff in different voices, including (laughs) K.O. (laughs) Jetty. So, um, you know what song I've been listening to, like, nonstop, over and over? Aura by Lady Gaga. Oh, I can't mine's mine's stop. Gypsy,
1: Gypsy by Lady Gaga. She
2: performed on Saturday Night Live this week. If
1: you don't, if you can't listen through the whole album, it's the second to last song. So just skip ahead to Gypsy because it's one of the best songs on the. Album. Oh my God! It's uh, art pop
2: is so good, guys. It makes me really excited about pop music again, and I was not excited about pop music for a while.
1: There are quite a few hits on that one.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <sighs> ah, ah. Fuck, I can't. I love is it. it. Ah, 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 or ha, ha, ha. It's. No, oh, the beginning of ha, 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 ha. But, <laughs> but I'm so goofy today. Just just I apologize to everyone. Yesterday um, that
1: was my good morning text to Polly. We're ha, still giving ha, ha, away
2: ha, ha, the um thing from Katie Kazorla. So it's a gift basket with all kinds of nail polishes and nail stuff from the painted nail. She's opening her new salon and of course she is the star of nail files on TV Guide Channel. So we still have that. Tweet us why. You want to win it. And seriously, be funny. My favorite one so far um, says, so I can flip people off with a pretty nail. (laughs) (laughs) On December 2nd, you guys can come out to, if you're in Los Angeles, come out and see Monks and I. We're going to be supporting our friend and former guest, Melanie Collins. Um, She'll be at Typhoon in Santa Monica doing a rare appearance. Um, You know, she released her CD earlier this year. It's a big band jazz, but it's modern you guys, she's going to be a legend. She rivals legends.
1: She's so good. It's so smooth, and it's yeah. all natural.
2: Yeah. Go to melcollins.com and come out and see us. I, and have oh, some crickets. I like tequila if you guys want to send us drinks. Um, I didn't drink at Palm Springs Pride, and I thank you for everyone who bought us drinks, but sorry. Um, uh, send us Casamigos tequila because that's my favorite. And... Um, I also like extra dirty top shelf vodka martinis. And
1: you can buy us crickets and you can buy us mollusks because that's what they serve at Typhoon. Yeah.
2: And speaking of Palm Springs, this is something I, I wanted to bring up. And um, we've been doing like – I, we do want to give you guys some things to do when you're in Southern California. And I know we have a worldwide audience, but we I really want to encourage you guys to come out to California. California is a great place to be and we're lucky to live here. And we've been doing a lot with Palm Springs and we got to eat at two restaurants there Alicante and Zin Bistro and the interesting thing is that the owner was the community grand marshal of 2010 at in Palm Springs Pride and her name is Mindy Reed and she is just such a supporter of the community Really nice gal. She owns these two restaurants. And by the way, delicious. I may or may not have had a. I'm 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 really portraying myself to be an alcoholic. Uh, a bacon well, Bloody the Mary. The truth
1: finally comes out.
2: I had a bacon Bloody Mary. No, the truth is I really don't drink that much. Sadly.
1: The, the pizza. I don't know why, but my favorite dish there was the pizza at uh, Alicante. And
2: you had some good Indian food this week.
1: I did. I did have some what good did Indian you have? food. We went to. India's Oven, and I love discovering things in other cities, but I also love discovering things in our own city. So that's If a- you
2: guys want us to talk about your city, by the way,
1: send us there. So India's Oven okay. is out in West L.A., and they have this great daily uh, lunch buffet. So you can check them out at indiasovenwilshire.com. I can't wait. So, Muggs, do you think people in India use curry as a pet name? Like, get over and hurry up curry? What? <laughs> get over, hurry up curry. I, don't I want some it. curry in a hurry. I don't get it. I'm going to call you Curry. You know who hates one. me?
2: Mariah Curry fans. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be back in Palm Springs working with the Skylark again. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Something tells me our guest is no stranger to Palm Springs, by the way. I don't know. I mean, he's looking at me like, I don't know. Girl. He looks too
1: young to be a Palm Springs. All I know groupie. is he,
2: we got a tweet, and he was he was on his way here. And we got a tweet of a uh, of, uh, storefront, and it said hardware. And he says, boys, I think, I think we're going to have to talk about this. So let's bring in our guest, because I, just can't, I can't wait to hear about his book. I can't wait to dish with him. <clears> He's <throat> so funny. He's so sweet. He's very good looking. His name is Brian Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brian Edwards. Thank you. What's Thank up? you. How y'all doing? Good. Every time I say Brian Edwards, I start thinking of, um, like, John Edward. The The guy who talks to dead people? Oh, not the, sen- you know not the senator? Not the no, senator. not the senator. Um, for starters, I want to apologize for not bringing a two-piece and a biscuit.
0: Is that? <laughs> I'm going to have that tonight. Are you? Yeah, that'll okay. be my cheat night.
2: But I hear you only have it when you're upset. Well... He's already anticipating being upset after this interview No, 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 no. It's,
0: it's just been a long week So I will make an exception You know, if you make a rule, you can break the rule Oh okay. yes. so, well, I'm yeah. going to break it tonight with the drive-thru And also, there's a Popeyes that I go to Off of Crenshaw And they also have uh, Krispy Kreme Oh, girl. I need the Krispy Kremes. Damn.
2: So you are like, you're an entertainment guy. You're in every facet of entertainment. You won a Satellite Award for Outstanding Contribution to the field of entertainment. Um, Tell our listeners around the world what you do exactly.
0: Well, I started out as an executive assistant uh, in my career uh, while I was in college, you know, working with Donna Summer, then uh, William Morris. And from there, I went to American Movie Classics and Women's Entertainment Network. There I became manager of celebrity talent and started booking and producing. Um, Stayed there five years, and then I branched out on my own, and I created something that I felt would not get boring to me and offer something that wasn't out there, and I call it client relations. So I have my agent's license, I can be a manager, I have a law background, whatever the case may be for whatever particular client. I can do it. Like, if you wanted to sign on and say, I need PR, fine, I can do it. Okay. You know, if you said, I've got this reality show they want me to do, I need someone to negotiate the contract, I can do that. Oh. So I just never wanted to put myself in a position long-term where I was going to be bored. Sure. That's
2: That's it. So you, but you came from a, okay, you were a small town girl living Mm -hmm. in a lonely world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell us about, tell us about growing up in a small town, but then also being gay in a small town.
0: Oh, Lord. Um, as far back as I can remember, and I was telling someone this story at lunch today. Um, I remember I told my grandmother, I must have been maybe five, that I wanted the Barbie townhouse for Christmas. She bought it for me. And my father just almost flipped out on Christmas you know, Christmas Day. Yeah. He was, he was very upset that my grandmother bought that for me. And she went to him and said, um, the last time I checked, I own the deed to this house and the mortgage is paid, and I can buy whatever in the hell I want. And yes, I can Grandma. Have it, you know, so my father at the same time had bought me this oversized, butch Tonka truck. <laughs> <laughs> so to equal compromise, to keep the peace, I put the Barbie doll on top of the Tonka, and that was you know, it was a festive <laughs> afternoon, you know, so that kind of settled it. But, and he
2: created Lowrider
0: Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, as far back as I can remember, I mean, as I wrote in my book, I remember the lifeguard at the YMCA, and I... I had this attraction to him, and there were yeah, equally yeah. beautiful girls there. you know. And as a gay man, we can be attracted to women and admire their beauty and respect it. it
1: in different ways, yeah. But,
0: yeah, well, if a, if a good guy's involved, trust me, hey. you know,
1: that was chapter, what, <laughs> four, I think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, um, I was very, very attracted to guys, and I knew it. I just didn't know why and where it was going to go. So there was never any question in my mind. It was just how did I balance that? day-to-day day in such a small town. Right. And my mom was a hairdresser, so she had a salon. Very much like, um, well, my mother Stem was- Magnolias? The, yes. Oh, my but God. My mom was more Sally Field than Dolly Parton. Yes. But in that role. You okay. know, And I was a mixture between, I guess I have to be honest, Anel- yeah, And Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> I was not the pretty one like
1: Julia Roberts. <laughs> that was oh, my nothing God. Nothing about Anel. it. Well, like An- Anel was like the swan. Like, she came out, and by the end, she was she was prettier, and she had it together. You were
2: not the pretty one like what? Julia Roberts? That was easy. No, no. I was not pretty at all. Oh, well, she died no. in the movie, so yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: tried to do everything. You know, I started
0: with waxing eyebrows and Shelby's not and pretty pedicles. now. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, so I always knew that that being gay was going to be my life. You know, that's, that's the, the thing. But how did I balance that with everyone on a daily basis? That was very, very hard because I never tried to hide it. Right. You know, I didn't have to parade in the room because, you know, this swish, it's going to give it away. There was just no (laughs) way you're going to deny it. But there's a time and a place for everything. And I just didn't feel that was the time. Yeah. You know, to acknowledge. I want the Barbie Townhouse and the Carpenter's Christmas album, please.
2: (laughs) They knew. Uh, They knew. They knew. So did you come out while you were living there? Um, I, I may mean, I know you never hit it I never it? denied it
0: but I never felt I had to acknowledge the person that I was because I didn't ask to be born you know we don't come with a money back guarantee so there you are I'm just like accept me I'll accept you when it's time to really sit down and put a face to the title so to speak I'll deal with that later never did I deal with that Wow, I never and- had to have the, the talk with my parents obviously they knew but uh, I lost both of them in the same year Oh, wow. And they were both younger than I am now.
2: Wow, that's right. You know, oh. to, to
0: cancer at different times. Oh, so boy. I never had the chance to sit down and say, um, I was officially outed in Tanya Tucker's book. Oh, wow. I never did I sit down at a topic and say, oh, by the way, before we order, I'm gay. Right. You know, it was never that. You well, know? It,
2: I don't, I mean, I know that that happens now, but I don't feel like that has to happen. People don't come up, oh, I'm straight. I don't. I mean, exactly, you know, exactly. it, I don't feel like it. It has to be but, that way. Well, but
1: sometimes it's it's just unspoken, and if no one says anything, then it's just more awkward. So it's it's important to say. Yeah. If, if you have that opportunity, did you have brothers and sisters?
2: No, only child.
1: Okay. Only child, only
2: Brian. Child. Only so child. are you? Uh, but were you dating or anything like that? When? When you were still living in the small town.
0: Mm, not re- not dating, like you know. We. When did call you it start dating.
2: getting it hard from guys? Oh, God, seven <laughs> years old, maybe? Seven, hey! Eight. Remember the lifeguard?
0: <laughs> the oh, yeah. No, you know, I remember, I, if, we, if I can say this, I remember getting a heart on it like six years old. Really? But you don't know what, it's like, what in oh, the hell what's is going this? On? Um, it wasn't, and I started playing around uh, 16 years old. With dudes. And then when did you move to Hollywood? Uh, 18. Uh, 18. When you were 18. Until end of your, my 18? Tell
2: me 18. What was your first job in Hollywood?
0: The first job was, um, I worked. Part time or temp- uh, a temporary job for Tina Turner when her book came out in 1986. What did you do for Tina? Um, he worked I mean, for me. I met her twice the whole nine months. Were um, you a private dancer? Yes. Oh my. Well, I knew the private dancers, but I wasn't. Hey. Um, I just, you know, and I didn't write about it in the book because it would get too confusing. It was just a temp job. It wasn't a milestone. You know, it was to pay. Right. The, it was to pay the bills. Uh, I did that, and then I did a lot of temp jobs. Tell us about her. Was she simply the best? Um. I haven't heard stories that she's been the best. Mm-mm. No? No, Tina's very – the two times that I met her, she was very played down. She didn't want to be Tina. Right. And I had a problem – She was anime I mean, when she right. met you. And I had a problem uh, during an interview that year. You know, If you're reading her book and it topped the New York Times bestseller list and they, you know, she had this worldwide tour, she mentions in an interview with, I think, Rick Dees at the time Rick Dees remember oh god Rick
2: Dees LA Staple <laughs> Rick Dees was a uh, for everyone around the world Rick Dees is a DJ I think he's syndicated now so you might be able to hear him but he he's a DJ that started off in Los Angeles and, at a very popular like pop music station mm-hmm. actually I think even before Kiss FM he was
1: oh yeah he was mm-hmm. yeah but I just remember Rick Dees in the morning Rick Dees was also the one that let me know about 9/11 I woke up that morning really? and and my alarm clock was always on to you know Kiss FM mm-hmm. and he was it wasn't music it wasn't fun it was he was talking about it and I ran to the TV and found out. So he also thanks to Rick
2: did the worldwide smash Disco Duck. Disco Duck anyway. in 78. Oh <laughs> and he 76,
1: also 76. had a very short-lived uh, TV show. Yeah. TV talk so show. he
2: paved the way for people like us. So thanks, Rick. Anyway. No
0: but I remember him doing this interview with Tina and he said, how do you deal with your fans? Now, mind you, if you've read the book and you know her story, you know, she was dirt broke after, you know, she was sued from leaving the tour with Ike. When they, when they got divorced and it, um, so she didn't have a lot of money, but she was, um, what's the word? Um, you know, she was just talking about how dealing with fame at that point in her life after private dancer. And she said that when she goes out, if someone recognizes her and she doesn't want to do an autograph, she'll just say, no, 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 no autographs today. And I'm like, that's wrong. You know, you're talking about you were on welfare, you know, going on Hollywood yeah. Squares to get a washing machine. To Hollywood do Squares. Laundry yes. and this stuff. <laughs> and someone comes up to you now that you are a multimillionaire, you can have everything in the world, and you will tell them? You say no. no autographs? How
2: do you feel about it now that you know famous people?
0: Um, I, It's no different than if you were a doctor. If you were a doctor or a nurse and you're in a public place and you're out and you're about to propose to the woman you are touching man, my hand. You know, love. And somebody passes out from a heart attack you have a duty yeah to take care of that as a celebrity that's what it is if you don't want to be seen then you fix it so that you don't get recognized i had
2: a conversation with don Cheadle on twitter regarding Uh regarding it because he was on the wendy williams show and he was saying what he goes he goes i don't want to take a picture just because you want to show it to all your friends i'd rather have a conversation with you and I talked to, like, a lot of my celebrity friends about it because we're all about – I mean, I would not consider us celebrities, but we do – people ask us to take our photo mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, and we happily oblige. We're right. so grateful for it. Um, and I ask people that are much, much, you know, very famous people, and they say – you know, they understand it, and they still do it. They understand why he would say that, and they still do it. But I'm like, just do it. Like, this is the business that you chose to be in. It, it is <clears> – <throat> I mean, it's not – an obligation, but to me, it's part of the job. It is. It yeah. Is. I really feel that way. And, you know, and also I asked him to just remember when he was young and he's a fan of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And when you're a fan, you get excited, you know, and that it, it's such a letdown like someone you look up to or admire yeah. and they won't even take like 10 seconds to take a photo or. Uh, Photos are the new autograph, right? People don't do autographs anymore. They take photos. No, because
2: everyone has a camera at their disposal. Back in the day, you didn't have, no one had cameras. Now everyone has a camera in their pocket Mm -hmm. at all times. Um, And I just think, you know, and, you know, sometimes you go out looking like shit, put on your sunglasses and take a picture, man. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. my opinion about it. But um, so then you start meeting other people, right? uh, After the
0: Tina job. Uh, I started doing, uh, temp work, a lot okay. of temp work while I was at UCLA. Um, and then from there I got in with Donna after about, um, oh, Donna, it's Donna Summer. Donna Summer. I uh, it
2: was 19. 19- it's Donna to him, but it's the legendary Donna Summer to everyone else. <laughs> it was 88.
0: started my, my track with Donna. Okay.
2: And how was it working for the legendary Donna Summer?
0: Well, I grew up idolizing her. I mean, my whole shocker, of course, you know, it it was the thing. And growing up in at that point, my parents were uh, divorced. So we were living with my grandmother in a town called Sandy Hook, Mississippi, which is like Petticoat Junction, maybe. Hey, (laughs) I would love that. Very, very small, um, a tight knit community, very hardworking, very rural. So then here I am. You know, the one that always had to be Jan Brady when we played House with the Miller kids next door. (laughs) You know, that was the way it was. It's time for the real Jan Brady. (laughs) And Donna's music, uh, I heard I Feel Love, and it literally stopped me in my tracks. And it started me on the path to where I am today. I Feel Love is a track where you listen to it now
2: and you're like, holy fuck, that is such a great, great. And Madonna sampled it recently in the last, within the last like five years. Mm. Um, but it's a track that you listen to and you're like, that shit is something
0: different. Oh, it was groundbreaking. Oh man, a lot. no She's one so has good. ever, ever topped that. No. As far as that particular song. I mean, hopefully it'll get recognition in the Grammy Hall of Fame because it's one of the records that... It's gonna. It's, it sure. was definitive for her. Listen even up, Grammys. More so than, oh, God, don't get me started on that. Um, even Why more not? so than Love to Love You, Baby. You know? Yeah, oh. I, I think so, too. Now Love to Love You was groundbreaking. Yeah. It was a very sexual, sensual song. It was song. groundbreaking
2: because they created a story behind it. Right. And, you know, like, they do that now. Like, they, the story that, well, I, I mean, allegedly created was that she was having sex while she recorded it or whatever.
0: No. Oh, my God, the stories that we used to hear. And I would ask her, and i just point blank. Knowing Donna the way I did. We would have our girlfriend time, whether it would be at Jerry's Deli or just driving around Mulholland or wherever. Sure. And I would literally turn into Rona Barrett and just ask her questions (laughs) from the heart, not for any commercial purpose. No one was going to ever hear our conversations. And I would say, what happened in that studio? Yeah. She says, I became a character. And that was the one thing that a lot of people don't know. Donna really wanted to be a character actress, not a singer. Oh, man. Wow. And, but it just, you know, when the door opens. When you have that voice too, you know,
2: it's a gift. It's a gift. And I'm so glad that she, I am so glad she got to share that uh, with all of us. Oh, and And, it'll live forever. I mean, forever.
0: I mean, I'm on a serious satellite, thank God, because I can't deal with commercials. So (laughs) I I just, I have to do it. And all those stations plus the Studio 54 one, uh, Donna's on there every day. You know, half no, a dozen, dozen times. So she's, she's the queen of disco. Me.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's the queen of disco, and I mean, her career even lasted. I mean, f- I mean, up until um she was taken from us too soon. Like she's just fantastic. She was fantastic. I love everything about her. You can hear it. You can read about Donna and a lot of other people in your new book, Enter Miss Thang. And you can follow Brian on Twitter at Enter Miss Thang and go to his website. Enter Miss Thang. <laughs> miss thang has got a lot of action going <laughs> on. Miss like. Thang has got a lot. Miss Thang with an a lot. A. Of, listen, a lot of people are entering Miss Thang. <laughs> so, um oh, God. <laughs> I entered Miss Thang.
0: I entered. <laughs> you can enter Miss Thing anytime uh, hey, you we'll, take the plunge.
2: The one thing I keep noticing about Brian is he has gorgeous hands. His fingernails are like perfect. They're, you just got them done, didn't you? Every week. Every week. Rarely do I miss a week getting my nails done. Do you buff or polish? Can buff? I look? Buff, buff me too. Yeah, and manicure, pedicure
0: each week, facial every other week. You take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's all we have. Is that's all we have. Yeah. Our, yeah. We yeah. have yeah. one yeah. face and two, and ha- two hands. And two hands and two hopefully, teeth. not everybody. Not everybody. So, how did the decision come about to write a book? Um, it was the night before graduation from high school in 1984, and I sat down and I wrote a list of 20 things that I wanted to accomplish by my 20th high school. Reunion. Sure. And um, the next day, I had my mother take the letter. I sealed it, taped it, signed the tape so it wouldn't look like it was ever opened. I could prove that I never opened it. And she put it in our safe deposit box. At the bank? At the bank. Wow. And my you're very hometown. serious
1: about this. Yeah. And
0: I, you know, if, if at that age, you're 17, you know, everything is just monumental. And I wanted to, uh, so the night I, I, my mom had passed away and I'd gotten everything out of the box years later. And the night before our 20th reunion, I opened the letter, had forgotten half the shit that I put on there. Yeah. And I checked off everything. Because the book was already written. I've just changed it three or four times because I started out with Random House. They wanted to control too much. And it's just like a, a music artist now who leaves the big label yeah. and goes and independently produces the album that they want. Yeah. That yeah. people understand. And not necessarily for commercial gain or how many are you going to sell, whatever. You just want to put out something that has your stamp
1: on it. So being that gay, was my a time capsule was too dirty. So you put it in the bank safe deposit box to, so you wouldn't mess up your thing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't
2: want to mess it up. <laughs>
1: that that I, uh, was the gay version of it. Well,
2: what people don't know, I, haven't, I have never really revealed this in the years. I wrote a book as well, and the book process is tough. Oh, God. It's, it's very hard. So hearing it, it's kind of validating because I have not sold my book still. So tell us the process of selling it and then getting it out.
0: Well, I started, uh, let's see. Whipping it out. 2002, uh, I got the deal with Random House, and this was when the economy had really taken a nosedive after 9-11. And the little imprint labels kept folding, and they kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And I said, you know, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready to do this. Yeah. I'll there'll be, there'll be a time. There's gonna be something major that happens that will push me to say, just sit your ass down and get it done. And when Donna passed away, that was it. That was what it was. Because for she wow. was 62 years old, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I waiting for? Yeah. Hey. I've got to get it done. And at that point, I had to choose a publishing company. That I felt was reputable that would allow me to have the control that I needed. Yes, and the support and the team at Archway. I can't say enough. Independent about book, uh, you know, independent author.
2: It's it's very tough. It's we've had a lot on our show. Dan Bukatinski is one of them. He just mm-hmm. won the Emmy for Scandal. Yes, he's been on our show, and we were ta- him and I. We discussed that on the show as well. Being an independent, you know, author. So, but if you anyways. put it out
0: there, you know, because if like if you sign with a record company and they're like, we love your voice, but. And they change everything about you. You can't help but feel I'm <coughs> losing Perry. part of what? myself. You know? <laughs> Speaking of Mariah Carey. Okay. But, um, but when you were telling me, Mottola, baby. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> ruh Row. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> so, but for me, doing the book, it was like that. I didn't want someone saying, this, I want to control the, the, the cover. I want to control the title. All the stuff that wasn't me, just to put the book out. I'm like, there's a better way to do it. Right. And once I got to that point and met with everyone at Archway or just had a conference call with them, I knew that was going to be fine. They got the gay factor. I'm showing it.
2: uh, If you guys are watching on ToadhopNetwork.com right now, just if you're not watching, click the TV icon. I'm showing the cover of Brian's book.
1: Brian, you look really good shirtless. I know. Oh, God.
2: You know what I'm going to (laughs) do? No, no, no. no, I just licked
0: his book. (laughs) The guys that, that that was the hardest. I mean, I produced so many things in, in my career. That book shot was the hardest thing. I knew that I always wanted Greg Gorman was hard. to do it. Oh, you're not right <laughs> for that. Greg Gorman shot the cover. Who is just really my favorite photographer of all time?
2: Yes, as I see it. Is it as I see? Yeah. Yes. yes. He did as I see it, where you can see Josh Dumel and Nicholas Gonzalez naked.
0: Oh yes, standing next to a column. Oh, God. gorgeous boys. But can his, stand his, next his, to my his, column.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, some call it a column, but you know.
0: <laughs> oh, Anywho's. But, but um, he's he's just fabulous. So, uh, you know, the whole concept I wanted it to be that people would understand. Sure. And it's it's a great,
2: it's really fantastic. I mean, you there's so many stories you give stories about your life plus you give stories about your interactions with people that we love. People like, you know, like we were talking about uh Vanessa Williams. And Donna Summer, but also there's a foreword by Joan Rivers and an introduction by Cindy Crawford. So I want to talk a little bit about these ladies. How sure. does Joan Rivers fit into your life?
0: Well, joan
2: I mean, she fits into everybody's life, but come on.
0: As a kid, I would say, and see, you guys are young, but you're still <laughs> not going to remember the Mike Douglas show. There's no way in hell. True. Okay. okay. So it was a daily variety show. Think of um, uh, Rosie O'Donnell's show that she had a few years ago. Yeah, sort yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. No, okay. I do know the Mike Douglas okay. show. Well, Joan used to be on there co-hosting all the time, and my mom would let me stay home from school for the first two periods to watch it. And there wasn't VCRs and stuff like that then, so I would tape her shows on a Panasonic Dynamite 8 tape recorder. Oh, morning. yes. Hell yeah. And take it to school and listen to it during recess and memorize her monologue and come home and do it at night for dinner. <laughs> that was my little thing. So I would go to my mom's beauty shop, get a gray looking blonde wig, and come upstairs with oh, her shoes on. My God. She's cooking dinner, and my father's sitting there reading the newspaper, thinking, Where did I go wrong? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what the hell did I do? I've got one child, and look, I got both of them, you know, <laughs> male, female. Uh, and I would do Joan Rivers. So I was always connected to her yeah, through wow. high school. It was like, because Joan, you cannot censor her, you cannot no. stage her.
2: She is. Very rare. And even if you write a joke for Joan, that's her joke. It becomes hers. She's
0: going to tell it as Joan. I mean. Because it's not funny on paper if you read it. It's funny it's with funny her deli- delivery. It, yeah. The delivery. Yeah. And that's the genius of Joan Rivers. Yes. And just being able to say whatever she felt. And I would do the same thing in school. I was always connected to her. And when I got to L.A., uh, I went down to, I submitted some jokes for her, which she took three of them when she had the Fox TV show. Mm-hmm. which was the Joan Rivers show. It was show. great. It was fantastic. They just didn't give it enough time. Basically to build
2: an what happened was Joan would guest host when someone was sick or whatever. So when Johnny Carson was out, she would guest co-host on the Tonight show and various shows and then they were like, "Wait a minute. We should give Joan her own show because this is ridiculous." And they just didn't put enough I remember watching it. Oh, no, I was very no, young. No, no, no,
0: She she was approached by Barry Diller when they launched the fourth network, which was Fox. Fox was Fox, that's right. And Joan wanted to stay at NBC. And here's an inside story, um, which she has told before, but maybe your view, listeners don't know. Um, there was a list of top ten people that NBC floated around that said – now this comes – after the fact that Jones' ratings when she guest hosted for the six weeks were higher than Johnny's. Right. And she was wow. the first and only permanent guest host at that time. So, but she was a woman. Yeah. They circulated a list of the 10 guys, of the 10 people that would be in line to take Johnny's place when he left, and Jones was not on there.
1: What? Wow.
0: Normally, she had a two year contract, and she kept waiting, kept waiting for the attorneys to get back to her to negotiate her next phase and you're not very secure when you're driving through the lot at NBC saying, you know, my contract's almost up. Where in the hell am I going to yeah. go? Yeah. Right. Then Barry Diller steps in through some of the other associates and says, "We're going to give you Carson-quality shows. It's going to be a 3-year deal, 5 million a year." And in those days, 1987, that was huge for a woman. Oh, oh yeah. That's, you know, that's huge amazing. for a woman. Even I mean, now, even are now. there
1: are there women besides Chelsea lately or uh, you know, Chelsea Handler, are there women late-night talk show hosts? No, I can't no, think of any. No. No Joan ruled that and she wanted in all fairness she wanted to stay at NBC. Fox
0: to be also
2: at the time, if you guys remember, Fox was very edgy. Fox oh, God, was considered yeah. very, very edgy. In living Married color. Married with, with children. Children. Married with children. They had shows that were considered edgy at the time. So they were taking risks, and those risks, like, it, they really, really paid off. Right. Some of them did. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get Joan,
0: and she, um, it got leaked like a day before that she was going to go with them. But Joan kept waiting for them to come to her. And at that point, it's a matter of respect. It's like, if you don't want me and somebody else does. Yeah.
1: You're not going to wait around. I'm go. you, so you have to say enough is enough at some point. Right. So she was, like, <laughs> All right, yeah. so
0: she was in Vegas and was doing her, her show at Caesars Palace. And Frank Marino was across the street doing her as. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they uh, it, it leaked that the show that was going to be announced the next day. So Joan called Johnny Carson at home. To tell him, look, I've taken this. He didn't get back to me. He hung up the phone and never spoke to her again. That's
2: what? That's jealousy. I mean, I love Johnny Carson, but that is that's that's not an appropriate way to act.
0: If it had been a man, it would have been a different story. But with Joan, so she went over to Fox and and created a great show. But then, of course, they come in and they say you know what, we, we're we going to put carpet down. And of course that absorbs the applause. Sure. You know, and they're telling her to tone down. You cannot tell Joan Rivers to tone down. No, she won't. Why would you want to? On Fox? Yeah. yeah. That is the thing. But we're talking about
2: Fox in 1987, yeah. which is a, it's a different time. It, it It's such a different time because you get away with a lot, a lot more now because writers are different. There, mm-hmm. there's way to, they're, are ways to word things now and the FCC is a little more relaxed than they
0: used to be as well. Oh god, yeah, especially on FX.
2: Yeah, oh, oh. FX I oh mean my they gosh, say the shit. They American say, yeah. Horror Story? which is I love. Wow. I, All of a sudden now they could say asshole and shit which is great. I mean, people I, I mean for our for our, you know overseas guests are like you can't say that. Like, yeah. we're yeah. so behind we're so behind guys <laughs> we God. love you by the way, we need to get to the u k We have tons of fans, hi, guys, we love you so much. who would you um Brian, who would you love to
0: meet that you haven't met? Oh my God! I I had as I told you I had lunch today with Shirley Jones. Yes, like a very Mama very close Partridge. friend of mine. And the only person that I have yet to meet that I admire growing up well it was us but you know now <laughs> is her son Sean Cassidy. Okay, cool. that's the only one. I wrote a chapter about him. in Yes, my book. you did. I read that. And I I told Shirley today. I said, you know what? She says, Brian, I cannot believe this. She said, you're just going we're gonna figure it out that you can have lunch with him. And I said, but if you do. You have to call Forrest Lawn because it will <laughs> be over at that point. It'll be gone for me, you know. He was the only one that I have not met. Wow. Everybody else that I've wanted to meet or work with, knock on wood, in some way, shape or form I have. Who would you never want to run into again? Lauren Bacall. Oh. oh. What was that like? Okay. First of all, brilliant yes. actress. I mean, not great ground, you know what I'm saying. I mean, she has for her, her time. moments. time. She had her yeah. moments, you know. But um, her Broadway stuff was brilliant. Woman of the Year I didn't see applause. I was too young, thank God. But uh, <laughs> but woman of the you year. You can listen I did to Lady see. Gaga
2: applause on Art Pop.
0: <laughs> um, but she was just very nasty. Um, and, and for what reason? I mean, she had a wonderful career. Yeah. No Everything reason. Think, there's no reason to be that way.
2: You know what I find is like when the people that, you know, people ask us all the time, who do you, you know, who have you encountered? And I'll say a couple names, but I, I try not to. The, the thing I feel mostly is not, it's they're nasty because they're in, they feel entitled. To be that
0: way. That's how she
2: feels. And I don't like that. I don't Mm. like when you feel entitled because you're not. You're not, no matter what, you're not entitled to treat someone like an asshole. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Especially people who got their career starting young. You know, they never developed that sense of... We'll yeah, I had to work yeah. hard for it. Yeah, well, I had to work hard for my money. Well, that's like with Donna, with uh, with this guy. <laughs> we're so bad. He's so happy. Are you he's... calling me a bad girl? <laughs> no, I'm so happy. <laughs> you're hot stuff, honey. Okay, I mean, so dim all the lies. He's Just
2: dim all the lights. He's taking advantage of being on the radio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Y'all <laughs> are a hoot. My goodness. This is such a treat, you guys. It
2: really
1: no, is. It's great to always. have you it's here. Great to see you.
2: Um, okay, so I know that monks, we're going to get to our our hit of the week in just a little bit. It's a good one. We just saw this show last week, and I really want to tell you guys about it. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Monks prepared a game for us.
1: I did. So tell us
2: about it. You're up for playing a game with me? Sure. Okay. All right. I don't even know what it is.
0: Me neither.
1: Welcome to our fill in the blinks. Fill in the blank. Oh, I'll future, fill in a blank. <laughs> future pop icon headlines game. Oh, my, name is, my name is Ed Marco, and I give – oh, sorry. And there are only two things to remember. I am the headlines master, and the headlines master is always right. I will read an important, quote, future headline directly related to entertainment news or one I completely made up. Your job is simply to fill in the blank with a word, phrase, or sentence you think is best.
2: I have a phrase for Brian before we start. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind when I say Chinese keel?
0: No, he didn't. That's <laughs> got to be from Randy. That has to be from Randy Slovacek. I got my sources, bitch. That's, that is exactly who that's from. Um, Chinesi Keel was, she was a trailblazing, groundbreaking black teacher. Is it chinese Chinese Chinesi, yeah. Chinese <laughs> From Pleasant Hill Elementary in Bogalusa, Louisiana. And she was wild. And Randy, I'm going to get you for that.
2: <laughs> hi, Randy. We love Randy. We want to say hi to Randy and Michael because we love them.
1: All right. Hey, Vegas. Uh, so, here we go. Our girl, Beyonce, has been relatively quiet since her latest tour ended and her second baby, Cheese, was born. And not born. just because she's
2: been lip syncing.
1: It's New Year's 2000. Allegedly. It's New Year's 2015 and the headline reads, Beyonce Knowles is now selling blank.
2: Um, <laughs> pictures of her three-year-old. <laughs> I don't know. 2015? Yeah. It's
0: a future headline.
2: She's selling uh, pieces of her weave.
0: I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, hair extensions. Something about yeah, hair. Hair. Yeah, because <laughs> she's already done the jeans, right? Oh, Darian jeans. Yeah. 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 Has she done makeup yet? Oh, not yet. But well, she's... but she's been pushing the the co- L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Oh yeah, because you're worth it. Yeah. Has she done
2: perfume? Yeah, I'm sure she does. Well, she's got yeah. yeah. that. Forever, Every I'm star's sure. done down. perfume. I think Something. she's selling the rights to her uterus, so she has another baby. I think so she has another baby. <laughs> 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 All right, next. <laughs> We love our... I'm awful tonight. Brian brings out the best slash worst in me.
1: <laughs> we love our divas, and Cher may be the mother of all of them.
2: Hey, leave me the fuck out of this. <laughs>
1: Des- deciding to diversify her brand, Cher decides to move into the food business. After all the stops and starts, Cher opens a fast food chain called Blank.
2: Burger Queen.
0: <laughs> um, uh What was that song she had? Um,
1: <laughs> Mermaids? No, no, no. Um, Bang Bang.
2: You shot me
0: down.
2: It's called the Bang Bang, bang Drive-In.
1: It could be the Bang Bang Drive-In.
2: Oh, no one wants to go there. That's like... <laughs> you got <good> shot. <laughs> it's called Share, bitch. That's good. That's good. Oh, <laughs> Share.
1: Snap. <El Pollo> <laughs> Snap out of it. <laughs> K.F.
2: Share. <Cher>. That's good. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going.
1: Share filet.
2: <laughs> oh. I don't go there. They hate gay people. This one's for Chaz.
1: <laughs> all right, let's talk about Miley Cyrus. It's 2017, and Miley decides she's had enough of the limelight. So on a redemption tour, she decides to <laughs> blank. I
2: love that Miley Cyrus is on a redemption tour.
1: <laughs> After all she's done, we don't even know what she's going to do between now and the next four years. She
2: decides to surgically keep her tongue in her mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm lost on this one because I... I don't get it. Miley's got don't nothing her on at all.
1: You, you don't. You don't get why she's popular, or mm-hmm. yeah. Miley's mm-hmm. got nothing on that's me. That's when I get.
0: That's why I feel I'm old because I of just Miley. don't get her. Never have. Never will.
1: <clears throat> I think she's
2: talented. I like Miley. Actually, mm-hmm. like she's one of the ones where I think there's a talent behind the antics. You know what I mean? I, I mean, think she
1: was fine as a kid. You know, a kid artist, and then she needed to develop into something. You know, but that song "Wrecking it.
2: Ball." I think is so good. I mean, I agree. I am excited about pop music. I haven't been like forever. There's a
1: lot. There's a lot of good pop
2: right now. Best mm. one is Lady Gaga. I love her so much. Future legend, mm-hmm. saying it. She's like, I, I feel Gaga out of everyone right now is going to be legendary. Like well, she already is. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. The stuff that she's done, unbelievable. Yeah. No I give
2: it first in that. Bob Mackie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, what and are she's,
1: you drinking? She, <laughs> I, water. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. He doesn't need it. And any, Wilson be, Creek almond. Oh yes, yes. Would you like more? Please toast. Oh, look at him. Cheers yes. to Brian.
2: Cheers to Brian. Cheers to Brian. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Right. afterward you're going to stop at my, I don't know. I keep thinking
0: of. <laughs> the Bang Bang restaurant.
2: <laughs> yeah. Stop at Bang Bang and get yourself a Mick share.
0: <laughs> it'll, be like, it'll be like Sonic, you know, in the south. Does,
2: <laughs> yeah. Do we have Sonics out here anywhere? There are Sonics in Los Angeles. Well, I don't know about Los Angeles, but in Southern California.
1: We were in Las Vegas last weekend, and driving back in Victorville, there's a Sonic because it's right off the road. It would be worth it to
0: go there because I grew up at Sonic. I loved it. I read something kind of. Oh, they
1: think you call it Sonic and Share.
0: Oh! Sonic Oh! Yes, winner. <laughs> you won that round. <laughs>
2: winner takes it all. Um, I just found out that Urkel did the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Really? Oh. Yeah. Is that weird? I don't know. Oh. Random. It's very important. Okay,
1: okay. next headline. <laughs> there, <laughs> There's a lot of buzz for the queen of all media. Yeah. We got an advanced copy of this headline, which will come out on CNN on Christmas Day. Oprah Winfrey could not resist blank.
0: Fried chicken.
2: shares fast food restaurant. <laughs> 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 Two peas and a biscuit. <laughs> Two peas and a biscuit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oprah loves fried food. Gayle. I'll stick with fried chicken. I'm safe with that answer.
2: You are so safe with that answer. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I don't think she did. Cannot not. resist uh, vagina. I don't know. Mm. Oh, Gayle. <laughs> <hot>. John Travolta. <laughs> All
1: right, last headline. Okay. We loved Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, and now she's back in a new role.
2: Yeah, I did love Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, actually.
1: Oscar winner Anne Hathaway to play lesbian blank. Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Lesbian nun.
2: (laughs) Lesbian fast food employee if she doesn't get it right, bitch. Anne Hath- Hathaway's working for me now, fuck. Fuck. I was going to say fuck face.
0: <laughs> oh, I have a good share story oh, for you. Let's oh my tell God. it. Tell it. it. Let's do it. At AMC, um, for years and years, it was commercial free. We had a lot of celebrities our, our, that loved one it. One of our
1: friends has a, an acronym for AMC. What is uh, does he
2: a friend of ours did a, a – did a no, we can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of ours did All a right, show so – sh- <laughs> because everyone knows who our friends are. A friend of ours did a show on AMC and called it Ain't Much Cash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. For basic cable – well, when I was there producing shows, I would always get – Better money yeah. for the celebrities. So know. in the
2: United States, there. Just so everyone knows, I always forget like that we have international. I don't forget you guys, but um, American Movie Classics is a show or is a channel in the United States. So Brian
0: used to work for AMC, but now they, you know, they want to be AMC. They want to be young and hip. Mm-hmm. So at that time, um, the commercials they were slowly bringing them in. Yeah. Well, the night before, Cher- <laughs> they're going
2: to be all Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Cher, uh was a huge fan of the network and would do stuff for us at t- from time to time. Huge fan. But this particular night she uh, tuned in and found out that there was commercials that they were starting to implement in the programming so she calls the headquarters the next day and the secretary answered the phone and she was the secretary to the president at the time was Katie McEnroe and they were all down the hall and she says yeah I need to talk to Katie McEnroe and the girl says sure may I say who's calling she said yes it's Cher and she said (laughs) she put her on hold and she said and she came back and she says, "Oh, excuse me, can I get your last name Cher? And she says, "Where have you been, Are you a fucking rock for the past
1: 30 years?" <laughs> she said a share.
0: So
1: can I, she says, Can I get
0: your last name? I don't have I a love fucking it.
1: last name. So it's, she's like S-H-A-R-E. Is that correct? Yeah, she no. was
0: trying to spell it. So she put her on hold and went and told Katie. And she says, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, but she won't give me her last name. But it's some broad name, Share, And she's really broad. mad. Maybe everybody scrambled to get to the phone because that's <laughs> all you would need is Share to start yeah. bad-mouthing AMC, which is what was going to happen. But we got her under control. But oh my she went God. off on the secretary. I love that. Now, it's if so cool.
2: Cher called me, I would put her on hold just so I could squeal and do a cartwheel and come back and <laughs> oh, say, who's calling please let's just share please hold <laughs>
1: <laughs> who would you like to speak with
2: <laughs> all right thank you for that game monks we have you have some fan questions for I all do, of us do, and this is
1: for all of us so all right all right this is this is a good one how do or sorry who do you blame for the demise of good music oh allah the fox song do we blame the consumers or the industry
2: uh, Do you even know the fox song? You blame computers. Yeah. Do you know the fox song, Polly? Everyone's talking to me about it, so I had to listen to it the other day. And what does the
1: fox say? Um, er, er,
2: er, er. It's
1: just—it's a bunch of noise.
2: I just—I just blame people that that rely on a computer. I mean, a computer is the most used instrument mm-hmm. these days. So even—even mm-hmm. even vocally, a computer is the most used instrument. So that would be what I think. And on the flip side of that, I think computers have also contributed to music. So. I
1: don't know. Yeah, how about do you have any, any comment? I would
0: say the industry. Yeah. I would definitely say the industry just trying to pull in that youthful audience because they know that the parents are going to take the kids to the concerts, take the kids' best friends. You know, it's the t shirts, it's all of that stuff. We all did that growing up, you sure. know. Sure. And it goes. And then all of a sudden, the good, solid artist who really had to pay their dues, you know, singing with a live band, tour busing it from town to town to push the records before video even came along. Those are the ones that are paying for it today.
1: Well, right. at, at this point, though, I think it, people have such a short attention span. Like it, it's very, very much it's created. Though. It's very much a singles environment. You know, like they play the singles. People don't buy albums as much anymore. No. The advent of iTunes, you can, you know, you can buy one or two and songs. Download what you want. Yeah, right. right. I mean, how many albums did we buy as kids because we wanted one song? And I the would rest wait of album at midnight for Michael Jackson
2: to come out, like the Michael Jackson or Madonna CD. I would wait at, I remember, Tower Tower Records Records at Midnight, Tower Tower Records. Records. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think that, I mean, the music industry has changed that so much where it's like they don't make, people don't make money on that anymore. So they're writing songs that have like, literally the whole song is a hook. So there's like four hooks. Mm -hmm. And then they tour every two years because they're making money on merchandise Mm -hmm. and making money on touring versus record sales. And I don't, I don't think that, you know, I don't think an artist on tour every two years can make great music. I, I I don't I don't They're know putting it out too fast yeah yeah
1: you know they don't yeah. have time to develop or, or turn to, to another stage yeah. in their life
2: some artists make uh, uh, great music though I mean I mean Gaga even though she I, mean, I know I keep talking about her guy you guys but I'm so excited about art pop I just think she's on it's it's shit I've just never heard and she's it's so good so I think she makes great music not all of the songs are great to me but she's making music that's different that's pushing the envelope mm-hmm. that's changing how we feel about pop music so right. you know
1: if people pick up on it like it's it'll be interesting to see a couple months down the road if you know other artists just make huge hits and she doesn't even make a few hits right. with this album
2: well isn't that what madonna did though De- weren't there records that madonna made in retrospect where you were like damn, that was really good. Like erotica. Erotica right. didn't sell that well. And then you look back on it now and you're like, that was some fucking great music.
1: Although erotica, fever, and rain, I think there's one more, did Feel make the top ten. On my okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I love Like a Prayer.
2: Oh, uh, hell yeah. I that was listening was, to it last night. You
1: know, I didn't park my car. I kept driving because yes. I wanted to hear the whole song. Oh, that's me. That's would, such you know, a song classic. The song comes on the
0: radio. I mean, it, it, it's Secret Rendezvous by Karen White. Oh, hell and yeah. When that comes on, Rendezvous. I don't care what the hell... I might have to piss like a racehorse. I will still drive around, <laughs> around the block until the song goes off. Because if I go into the, the, the parking structure, you the lose satellite serious, will go yeah. and I,
1: have to, I have to have it. But that's one song <laughs> that's that so I have to All right. It was a classic. What was your favorite thing to play with as a child? No <laughs> <Wow>. matter <Whether> who. <laughs> I
2: mean, or myself. Um.
1: So my, mine was, shocker, this m- little math professor game because it had a bunch of math problems, and I really liked doing it. So that's oh. my answer. Aww. Surprise. <laughs> MIT
2: in the house. Monks went to MIT. He's a math guy. I
1: did.
0: I did.
2: What uh, was it for you?
1: The
0: Barbie head. I mean, you could control <laughs> you the hair it. in the back, remember? Yes. Just, just the, the head? head? Yeah, it was just that that the one you could put makeup on as well? Yeah, you could put makeup on, but you could turn the knob in the back to make her hair short or long. Oh, my God. That was that was so I used to toy. buy
2: stuff for my sister so I could play with it. So I would buy my sister Barbies and my little ponies and shit like that so I can play with them. But I never I that was like one that I really wanted, but I didn't really play with toys. So I always I mean, I'm a music guy. So mm. I um, I'd have the music I too. had a Fisher Price turntable and oh, I wore that shit out. So good. I, I mean, I've had I had a few of them because I really just wore them out. Um, and I still have all my albums. I mean, I have Adamant. I have Thriller. I have Men at Work.
0: I had a jukebox stereo that the lights would beat would blink to the sound of the music fantastic oh, and it got it was a i got it from finger Hut <laughs> I ordered oh, it yeah, I ordered it under my grandmother's name. Um, and it was, what and was
1: Fingerhut. I don't Fingerhut
0: know. was like a mail order catalog I think Fingerhut still exists. Yeah, but now it's a little back in those days. They you didn't sell have pizza to have though these days. Anything. You don't have to have any of that back stuff. Back
2: in those days it was like it was a like little catalog, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And you just order what you want. First you have to order the towels and or something cheap and if you pay it off in 3 monthly installments then you've got credit with them. So I wanted that that damn stereo and <laughs> it's my called mother share hut now. Yeah. <laughs> my mother <laughs> wouldn't buy it for me. So I bought it in my grandmother's name and never told her. I paid for it with my babysitting money. But you turn on, like, I Feel Love, and it would go boom, 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 and the, oh. and the lights would start blinking. It was fantastic. You turn the lights out in the room, and you'd get literally dizzy that's from so all these cool. damn lights
2: blinking. I love that more than life. I love that. So that and my Barbie head. Yes. Thank you for that question.
1: All right. Next. What movie or TV show do you take guilty pleasure in watching?
2: Oh. Um, for I'm, me, it's The Bachelorette or The Bachelor.
1: Oh, that's, that's true. I, I have that one, and right now I have Survivor, because... Vetus is on it. I didn't watch last night, so don't tell me anybody. But Vetus is on it, and he was uh, my yoga teacher from Santa Monica. And so yeah. Survivor, it's, it's good stuff.
0: Sweet. Um, mine, not necessarily guilty, but because it might not be the happening thing right now, is the Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. I have to have two episodes every night before I go to bed. I
2: think. Oh. Do you think our fans are sick of me tweeting about the Golden Girls? <laughs> oh.
1: Yes, and so is your fiance.
2: <laughs> I I love it. I can watch it. I don't watch the sad ones. I don't watch the one where they do the Christmas uh, soup kitchen. <laughs> I don't like the and sad ones. And, and the in the, the finale. I don't like that one either when because I cried and I
0: was there at it because I used to go down to the set of the Golden Girls. Oh my god! What? My, oh, can no, we do a whole show about that? It was. I mean, I met Betty White in the limo line at the Emmys, oh. and we became friends. Yeah. And I would go down and do my homework watching the blocking and the taping of the Golden Girls for years. And How was B? B was tough. Yeah. She was nice, but B and Betty, well, B did not, I mean, yeah, B did not like Betty. B didn't acknowledge Betty. Yeah. We could never understand oh, really? what the reason was. Yeah. You know, but- B and Rue and Betty and Rue got along but the three of them now when they had to get on camera obviously as you can see every sure. night there's chemistry. chemistry it's chemistry it's golden yeah. and you don't find that in sitcoms today yeah no. very very different yeah well pa- parts and rec
1: we do Oh, we, we Park. love that's Parks not and Rec. for me though. I no, 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 but I, I, in terms of the chemistry.
2: Oh, chemistry, yeah, yeah. Parks, and we do like Parks. Yeah, I think the chemistry is really good on Parks and Rec. Yeah, there isn't like an ensemble, like just three or four people where they just. I mean, they literally just sat together the whole time on the show, pretty much. The, the and last the show, author
0: didn't have to say a word. Exactly. It was those actions that she had and those, those looks. Just shift those eyes. And yeah. yeah. when yeah. B was te- when Betty was telling <laughs> one of those long St. Olaf stories, lift <laughs> eyebrow over, and it was done.
2: Yeah, it was done. <laughs> you know, my favorite. I watched one recently where <laughs> Sophia was like, picture it. Florence, 1929. And and B. Arthur's like, Ma, I thought all these <laughs> stories I thought these stories took place in Sicily. Can a person go cool away make, for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you for all of your fan questions. That was really fun. Thank uh, you. I do want to get to our hit of the week. And our hit of the week, um, you guys know we talk about Cirque du Soleil a lot because we, we love it. And um, our hit of the week this week is Zarkana, which we had the opportunity to see. Oh, there it is on your screen. Um, this past weekend. And what I loved about Zarkana, so you, knew, you guys know we talked about the Michael Jackson one, which was great. That Immortal World Tour one I didn't care for, but the Michael Jackson MJ one. MJ1
1: one is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and that, that's really, it's at Mandalay. Um, Zarkana is at Aria. Um, Are you in Ari, Vegas? Yeah. And it is – what I love about it mostly is that it's a circus. It's yeah. like Mystere. It's actually a circus. And um, the imagery is so amazing. So good. You guys run out to see it. They're going to be dark in January because they're going to bring you an entire new show in February. I so. love
1: it because I feel like a kid when I'm watching it, like full of wonder and yes. awe. And, you know, some woman did some mat or some art with sand which sounds ridiculous to watch but it was just I was That was just my favorite part of the show. Dumbstruck. Just it's just beautiful. Some of the favorite things they did. Part of the show. And I love <clears throat> excuse me all the Cirque music. It's so you know it comes from all over the world very um you know just worldly and yeah it's a great great costume. What woman. I
2: love about Cirque is most of their <coughs> shows have live music, live singers and live um uh uh, musicians. It's really yeah. good. For everything Brian Edwards, go to entermisthang.com. Get his book, you guys. It's everywhere. Amazon. You can get it from his website. Uh, at intermissthang on Twitter. Of course, you can follow us at Paulie and Munks. Next Thursday, we will not have a show. Johnny, can I take them out with a different song? Do you mind? Okay. Thank you. Um, there's... Um, <laughs> I want to well I want to play Melanie Collins for you guys because she's amazing and I want you guys all to come out to Typhoon on December 2nd and and see her with us cuz she's so so good. Um, thank Where you to John
0: That's in Santa Monica. You Typhoon said? in Santa Monica.
2: Okay. Yeah. Come out with us. Come with us. We'll we'll okay, take you. I would love yeah. To. it's I'd love great. To. Please come. Um, we have a special show next week. A special show on Monday next week. We won't be broadcasting Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. Jennifer Jimenez from soberbook.com and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is going to join us in the studio. We do have some advert We do have advertisements. We do have a really big uh, announcement reveal for December for you guys we are going to be on location all month and we're going to tell you all about it here's Mel Collins
1: with At Last we'll see you in four days